Good evening and welcome to this episode of Beef Tips and Gravy. I'm John Houston, Director of Business Services for Protrition Feed. Thank you for joining us this evening. I am excited this evening to introduce our guest, Mr. Charles Hort, who is with the Tennessee Cattlemen's Association. I believe the official title will be Executive Director. Am I correct That's on that? It. The Tennessee yep. Cattlemen's Association. We certainly appreciate you being with us uh, to talk a little bit about uh, the beef industry yep. and about what the Tennessee Cattlemen's Association is involved in and the way that you really actively help the beef producers in Tennessee. So thank you for joining us. My pleasure. Uh, first thing, just uh, tell our audience just a little bit uh, about the Tennessee Cattlemen's Association, maybe the mission of the Tennessee Cattlemen's Association, and, and kind of what the history is of the organization. Sure, sure. So our mission is really just to, to act on behalf of cattle producers in Tennessee, whether that's um, lobbying on their behalf, educational activities, or just in general, you know, working with media to uh, try to uh, put forth a good story about what uh, our cattle producers are and what the beef industry is as well. So, you know, that's what we do. We work for cattle producers. Um, we uh, were founded in 1985, a little bit of history when the uh, pork producers and the cattlemen split. So there used to be a Tennessee Livestock Association, right. and then they split. And so in 1985 was kind of when we went out on our own, and uh, that's uh, how we've been operating since. And so, Charles, I know you've been with the Tennessee Cattlemen Association a great number of years. How long have yeah. you been with them? Yeah, gosh, almost 15 years now. It's okay. kind of hard for me to hard for me to even kind right. of think about that. So, so during that time, uh, what are some of the things, I guess, legislatively that you've been involved in and, and yeah. some of the work that's been done by the, by the Tennessee Cattlemen's Association to, to assist and help our beef producers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, it's kind of funny because a lot of the issues that we worked on then are the issues that we were working on 30 years ago or kind of some of the right. same issues we're working on now. Both, you know, we work more at the state level, but we also do trips uh, to D.C. once a year, too, and work on the, on the federal level. But, you know, at the state level, you know, we're dealing with changes to Tennessee. We all know about the urbanization and kind of a different mindset of some of the people in the state. And so, you know, those issues pop up every now and again, whether it's, uh, you know, an animal welfare organization trying to implement some guidelines for, you know, how livestock's raised on the exactly. farms. We have dealt with that uh, at the state level as well as the federal level. Um, you know, any kind of uh, what we feel like is uh, maybe overreached by by environmental groups or even the Tennessee uh, um, uh, Environmental uh, Services, you know, those guys will sometimes we feel like overreach in terms of what their authority should be on how cattle are raised, maybe how we uh, uh, raise them in, uh, you know, environment with uh, access to creeks and rivers and right. things like that. So, you know, those issues are always out there. Uh, occasionally, we'll have a, a, a member of our General Assembly will have a wild hair. There was one a few years ago where he thought we needed to uh, identify all of our livestock with uh, 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 brands. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, we just had to educate. It was really, once we talked to him, it kind of he kind of understood that. It really didn't make a lot of sense in Tennessee, especially when you're talking about sheep. You can't brand a sheep, right? right, right. So, uh, you know, those those things pop up, and uh, unfortunately, um, you know, some of them will pop up again. And I've actually got a few things with me I'm going to mention. Uh, there's a lot going on uh, downtown right now, like some issues with uh, animal disease. And there's a lot of, unfortunately, a lot of stuff going on right now with uh, uh, livestock disease outbreaks and things like that and other issues that we're just trying to. Uh, sometimes we nip stuff in the bud, and sometimes we try to be, be a little bit more proactive. Well, I know a lot of the issues that have been worked on over the years uh, the Tennessee Cattlemen Association certainly has had a great influence on the impact that has been made at the le legislature dealing with these issues and, and 
most all have had positive outcomes for our producers, and we appreciate that very much. But you mentioned some of the things that are going on now. Why don't you transition just a little bit into some of that uh, that stuff, if you will, that yeah. that goes on and, and that you're working with now? Yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm going to look down at my notes just a little bit to remind me, but uh, one of the big things that's going on now is the Farm Bill. Uh, you know, if right. a lot of your folks may be familiar with it, but if not, you know, every five years there's a there's a new Farm Bill that comes up, and there's a whole lot of pieces to the to the federal Farm Bill. Uh, about three quarters of it is the uh, nutrition title, they call it, the SNAP benefits, the food stamps, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. And that's what the urban uh, elected officials are, are more interested in. And then our rural folks and the folks with the livestock associations are interested in the uh, some of the livestock issues, whether it's um, funding for conservation programs or uh, disaster relief programs or um, funding for research for colleges and universities that are looking for you know ways to uh, improve what we do on our farms and so that is being negotiated right now it'll be uh, you know implemented in 2023 or we hope it will um, if it's not delayed somehow and so there's just a lot of discussions in DC on that uh, for the Cattlemen's Association and really for our National Cattlemen's Association that we work with closely, uh, one of the big issues with them is animal disease outbreaks. And so they're lobbying for additional funding for a foot and mouth disease right. vaccine bank. That's been kind of their big push in the farm bill. They, they would like to see more funding for that. We have been very fortunate we haven't had a foot and mouth disease outbreak in, I guess, a little over 100 years now in the U.S., but we are seeing it pop up around the world uh, really uh, quite a bit. It's in uh, South America right now. It pops up in Africa and Asia, and so we know it's that virus is circulating out there, and if it did hit the U.S., you know, the impact on our livestock sector would just, it's hard to hard to even imagine how it would right. shut us down. Right. So, you know, if that vaccine bank could get funded or at least some additional funding, that would be a way that maybe if we were able to catch it soon and, and get these vaccines in some of these animals, maybe we could keep it from really shutting down our industry as a whole like it has, you know, when it hit uh, Great Britain about 20 years ago. Exactly. It really, I mean, they had to euthanize millions of animals and, and it really cost them billions and billions of dollars. And theirs is just a fraction of our industry. So uh, that's a big deal uh, right now. Um, Unfortunately, WOTUS is back in the news, the waters of the United States. Um, That was uh, an Obama-era rule where they kind of uh, increased the authority of the Environmental Protection Agency over stock ponds or even wet weather conveyances on your farm where they said they have authority to uh, regulate those. And and, and obviously, we as a a livestock association, you guys were very involved with that as well, uh, pushing back on those rules. And uh, we did push back, and uh, the Trump administration rolled a lot of those back. But now with the new Biden administration, they're putting forward some of those old rules. So uh, once again, we're working with our national cattlemen, and we're issuing some uh, comments as well on it, just saying, you know, this is an overreach. This isn't what we do. Uh, we we know how to care for our land. We've been doing it for hundreds of years. But uh, that is, those rules are being written, I guess, and implemented now. But there's also a court case that's being discussed. If the Supreme Court takes it up, that could uh, ultimately impact how uh, much authority the EPA has. So there's a lot of, I guess, moving pieces now on WOTUS as well. Um, I'll talk a little bit about uh, uh, some vulture stuff that's popped up here lately. Um, the black vulture issue, unfortunately, we've had them on our farm attacking Absolutely. newborn Me calf. Too. A lot of people have. It seems like it's getting to be more and more of an issue uh, every year. We hear more, more and more about it. It used to be a Middle Tennessee issue, it seems like, and now we're hearing about it in East and West Tennessee uh, as well. And it's really a tough issue uh, as I've learned more about it. So they're protected under the Migratory Bird Act, which is not 
which is an international treaty, right, with Canada and Mexico. So trying to get anything done when you're dealing with an international treaty that I think is negotiated every 10 years makes it really hard to get something done. But there are some efforts now. Uh, we're very fortunate. Uh, Representative Rose and Representative Desjardins uh, out of Tennessee have kind of stepped up and have taken some leadership on that. They know it's an issue for us. And uh, our Senator Haggerty as well is kind of trying to collect some information to see maybe we can do something to uh, have them deemed overpopulated or something to have them deemed a nuisance. And in that respect, maybe would uh, allow us to do some efforts to, you know, they, they did something with the cormorants a long time ago, 20 years ago when they were deemed overpopulated because they were impacting a lot of the fisheries uh, up north right. and they were deemed overpopulated and they had some funding to do things like destroy nesting sites and things like that because there were too many of them. And I think we're there with black vultures as well. And so there's some work being done in D.C. right now. I'm hoping maybe something can happen with a black well, vulture. Well, that's, that's certainly a large problem in our state. Yeah. Uh, and one good thing is we have great representation uh, that's uh, working on that in, uh, yeah. in Congress, especially uh, uh, you, you know, as well as I do, especially uh, Representative Rose knows agriculture, knows the cattle yep. business, uh, and certainly that would be uh, that's, that's a positive with these gentlemen working on that. Yep. Let me uh, say too, Charles, you know, in our state, I, I say this about every video, but, but uh, we are uh, so fortunate in Tennessee to have the organizations in agriculture. We are a tight-knit uh, group yes. in agriculture, especially uh, the livestock-related groups yes. uh, and also business and industry that support those uh, livestock uh, groups, uh, not least of which Protrition Feed and Tennessee Farmers Co-op, but certainly our competitors that support the Cattlemen's Association uh, and other livestock groups. We have a fantastic, in my opinion, the best extension service in the country. We have great agents. We have great leadership out of our land-grant institutions. And so how does TCA uh, work in conjunction with all these groups because I know that you do yep. and because of that we're able to have some great success in the livestock industry. <laughs> well yes and I didn't you know being in Tennessee this is all I've ever known right I, I've known Tennessee Farmers Co-op and I know I can call you and, and the Farm Bureau and uh, you know all the uh, extension services in the Institute of Agriculture at, at UT. Um, when I go to other states and I talked to my counterparts, I realized they don't always have those relationships in place and they don't always push the same way. And so it's really, we're very fortunate to be able to do that because, you know, Tennessee Farmers Co-op has for a very long time supported the Cattlemen's Association in really more ways than I can even probably think of right now. But, you know, we have events we put on every year, whether it's our annual meeting or, or district meetings, and you guys have always been there supporting it. Um, really, as much as anything, it's just a is communicating with one another, right? I mean, you guys know what we're concerned about. We usually know what issues you guys are working Absolutely. on and, and engaged in. And, you know, when you can all, you know, talk to each other like we do and just say, you know, what are we going to do about this? How are we going to attack it? And, you know, be unified, whether we're going to the Capitol or even if we're talking to our elected officials, uh, you know, on the federal level, say, you know, this is an issue for agriculture in Tennessee. What can we do? And when they see Tennessee Farm Bureau, they see uh, the Tennessee Cattlemen's Association, they see the co-op, they see all these other groups working. Um, it's it's pretty unique, I think, in in the, uh, around the country that we're able to work so closely. I, I certainly think that's the case, and and obviously I'm proud to be a part of that 
uh, Tennessee agriculture uh, network, if yep. you will, that, that we have, uh, in particular in the, in the livestock uh, area. Uh, just a few more questions. One, one of the things that I wanted to ask you, uh, in Tennessee, uh, when it comes to beef production, uh, let our audience know just how important that is to the Tennessee economy. It is. It is. So uh, a lot of people don't realize or, or appreciate that agriculture is still the number one industry in Tennessee. Now, there's been talk that with the new Ford plan and some of the investments that maybe uh, uh, manufacturing would surpass agriculture. But today, agriculture still is the number one industry in Tennessee, and, and especially for our rural areas. You know, that is really the driver for, um, you know, a lot of the uh, the economies in, in the rural counties in Tennessee. And livestock, uh, the cattle, uh, cattle uh, production, beef production, is either the number one or the number two or sometimes the number three sector in agriculture. So we kind of rotate between poultry and soybeans and beef cattle production in terms of which one is the right. is the largest in the state. But I will maintain and have always maintained that beef cattle is pretty unique because we have so many producers, almost 40,000 producers, raising cattle on their farm. Normally, you know, a 25, 30 head operation is pretty normal in Tennessee. And uh, it's in every county. And it's that it's a driver because those farmers are, you know, able to sell those calves and they're putting that money right back into their local economy, whether they're uh, buying uh, products at the co-op or from their local tractor dealer or, you know, any, any, anything else that money rotates again in that local economy, which we don't always see in some of these other industries. So, um, you know, I think we're fortunate that, uh, especially with the governor we have now, that he appreciates the importance of agriculture in Tennessee. He's invested money in agriculture in Tennessee, in the livestock sector uh, specifically. Um, um, you know, he has put money from the uh, some of the COVID funds into increasing our processing capacity Absolutely. for uh, for producers that want to process and, and sell their meat locally, and that has really helped our industry because we learned. Uh, during COVID, it's not always great when you have uh, uh, re rely on these uh, large uh, packing plants out west somewhere. If we can bring some of that industry back in Tennessee and just, as as we mentioned, keep that money in the local economy, it all helps. Absolutely. So, so a couple of other questions, Charles, before we uh, wind this segment up. Uh, talk just a little bit about... Uh, the TCA cattle business, uh, yep. and even your uh, newsletter that you email uh, on a weekly basis because I find myself going to those for a lot of information. Uh, that's where I actually uh, try to get some, some local market uh, news and, and also what's, what's really going on. And also uh, in the magazine, uh, I find uh, out a lot about some of our uh, purebred sea stock producers and yep. some things like that, sales that they're having. So talk just a little bit about that. Yeah. yeah, well, I would tell your viewers out there, if you're not a member of TCA, I hope you will consider joining us. Um, it is $50 a year annually to join. You get our magazine, The Tennessee Cattle Business, which I do feel, I may be a little biased, but I do feel it's a really good magazine for cattle producers and, and really those yep, involved in, in livestock. Um, we get some really good input from our partners at UTIA. You know, the extension folks write some great articles. We have other articles from other contributors, and that's a monthly magazine that folks will get if they join. And you even don't have to be a member to sign up for our email update. It's a, a weekly Monday memo we send out every Monday. You can do that on our website, tncattle.org. And it's just a, a way, you know, a newsletter that we can do every Monday that kind of can very timely information or update on what's going on in the state that people can kind of uh, uh, see and, and catch up with what's going on. So um, 
if you're uh, a cattle producer, I hope you'll join. If you're a business, if you're selling cattle or equipment or seed stock or anything else, I hope you maybe would consider advertising with us because I do feel like people look at it and appreciate it, and, and it's a good way to get your uh, product out there. Well, it's great information. And so if someone wants to become a member, can they find that information on the website or get uh, what's the contact information to uh, uh, if someone wants to become a member? Yeah, that's probably the easiest way to do it is the tncattle.org uh, is our website, and you will see the Join Now tab in the corner. And you can also, you know, get on there and see a little bit more about who we are and what we do too. I think, I feel like, um, you know, we're working on behalf of our industry and it will be good for anybody uh, interested in beef cattle uh, to be a member of us. Absolutely. Well, Charles, thank you so much for being here today. Uh, As we wind this up, I would tell our audience, uh, uh, if you are not a member of the Tennessee Cattlemen's Association and, and, and you are a beef producer, I would encourage you to uh, check into that. It is well worth the uh, worth the uh, dues, if you will. It's well worth the, the time and effort that you could put into that, uh, because the Cattlemen's Association works every day to support you as a beef producer. And if you have questions uh, about the cattle industry, about products that serve. Uh, cattle producers, uh, please see the folks at your local farmers co-op. And thank you once again for joining us this evening.